1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Jones. Baden. He's got it. England have won the World Cup by the of margins. Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four and England have won the match.
0: Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. Today was a very interrupted day with uh, several rainstorms coming through Edgebaston in the second day's play in the England-India Test match. But what I thought was interesting about today, Simon, was that the play was severely interrupted and obviously curtailed, and yet Test cricket has an uncanny knack, even though there wasn't actually that much play, of generating lots of interesting talking points.
1: Where do we start well uh, there are several places we could start. Perhaps we should start with Jasper Bumrah's batting, because I think anyone who was here today will remember that over for a very long time. The over that Stuart Broad bowled to Jasper Bumra, they went for thirty five. Thirty five off and over in a test match. Can you remember, yours what was the most expensive over that you bowled in any form of cricket, first-class cricket or, well, th- or short-form cricket? This is really embarrassing. Yeah.
0: This is Very embarrassing answer. Yeah. The answer is 16. 16, that's pretty good. Uh, it just shows how the game, I know, but the game has changed. You know, the game, it just shows how much the game has changed. That was an over in a county championship game in which Graham Fowler of Lancashire hit me for four boundaries. And that's the most I ever conceded in an over. But, you know, one has to put the caveat in that I never played a T20 game, not at professional level. And, you know, six and over chasing was regarded as quite tricky. So the whole conception of numbers of runs per over, you know, when you're now, when you're bowling, I I was expected to win a game. Defending a final, with ten to win. Defending the last Mm. over. I was expected to win that game and we lost. Well, that just shows you no one would even you would expect to get ten to win off two or three balls now wouldn't
1: y- you, you would yeah so yeah,
0: so the whole thing has changed, but i mean thirty five off a, an over in a test match is quite extraordinary,
1: yeah, it was an amazing over i mean what 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 did you make of the over i mean Stuart broad was 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 banging it in Jimmy Anderson afterwards you know he he was put up for interview because he took 5 for of course he did 5 60s 32nd 5 for in, in test match cricket incredible really incredible stats from Jimmy Anderson uh you know but I said to him, you know what did what did you make of the over you know from where you were watching you know he was once hit for 28 in an over by George Bailey and that was actually the equal record uh, before Broad went for 35 Robin Peterson was hit for 28 in a test match over as well you know what what did you think of it? he said well actually I thought he was a bit unlucky what did you think
0: I thought it was a fairly brainless over, to be honest, uh, and I, I, I apologise for using that word because Stuart Broad is a smart cricketer, but I just thought it was telegraphed what they were trying to do. It was the same kind of thing as England did against India this time last year at, in August at Lords, which cost them the game with Shammy and, and Boomer the same, or two of the same three batsmen uh, in the middle today. And... I, I just I don't understand, and this is reflected by a stat that came up on TV midway through the morning that said that England are the worst team in the world at polishing off the tail. The average per batsman against England from numbers eight to 11 is higher than any other team, and India, interestingly, are the best. They've got the lowest average of any batsman against them uh, in the last four. Members of the of the batting order for the last three or four years, basically England do not polish off the tail effectively, and it's been a, a, a an ongoing story for a while. Uh, very much highlighted last year at Lords, and and even more so today. I you know I what I don't understand, and I, actually I look back at some stats today because this is it was the the Bob Willis Fund Day, wasn't it today? And I was looking back at some uh, some stats mm. of Bob Willis, who was an excellent. Uh, destroyer of the tail, amputa- amputator of the tail, and he, he did it basically. And I looked up the stats by bowling fast and straight, and taking the you know uh, making the wicket your main target, and uh, trusting the fact that a lot of lower order batsmen didn't really fancy facing him, and so tended to you know give it a wide berth and usually got out. So sixty five percent of his tail end wickets were bowled LBW or caught behind, which means he was targeting the stumps, basically. And I never understand, really. Though I've been there occasionally there myself, but I never understand why bowlers get this red mist when a tailender comes in and slogs them for a couple of fours or even one four, and they then resort to bouncers. And Broad was bowling to Boomerah mm. with one slip, at sort of third slip, and about four men on the boundary in quite good seeming conditions, doesn't make any sense. And Boomer just took full advantage of it. Yeah, he was a bit lucky. He got a couple of top edges which went safely. But, it, you know, these guys, and we've said this several times on this podcast, these guys practice now. They know what they're gonna, They know what they're going to get. They're going to get short balls. They're well defended. They're well protected. Have a go at it. And you quite often get away with it. And they did.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure that Stuart Broad got red mist. He might have done as the over went on. But it was England's tactic right from the start was to have... A a 6-3 onside field and bowl short. It it happened to Chammy as well. and He hit three boundaries, uh, two in the leg side, one in the offside. And England decided, yeah, everything was short to Chammy. And he was taking it on. Sometimes it was coming off and sometimes it wasn't. And England might say, well, Stuart Broad might say as well. Well, in the end, it worked because he he played a sort of uppercut down towards deep third. And Jack Leach uh, took the catch on the boundary. But they then had a new ball and the same tactic was, was... being employed, I just I thought surely with with, with Shami on strike, you know, obviously before he was dismissed, just you know, but why not bowl conventionally? Why not you know have the field up, uh, bowl in the channel and try and get him out like that? Okay, well, totally,
0: it, totally. Yeah. There's it, a it, reason why that you know the majority of wickets in Test cricket fall. To the ball which is hitting the top of off stump uh, moving around a bit and that's because it's the hardest ball to play yeah okay you know a really fantastic bouncer can be also hard to play but there are there are few and far between and once the, the field is set and the batsman knows what to expect he can handle it so it's it, I think it's just it's sort it's of really stereotypical and um, inflexible tactics which don't make any sense to me
1: yeah, it was puzzling. It, it it really was, especially. I mean, like, the one th- thing about Shami is for the first three overs, we had that cat and mouse game where they were just taking, you know, one towards the end of the over, and then England would have two balls to try to get Shami out. But then they, the, the message came out from the dressing room. There was a a, a drink brought out to Jadeja, and it it, it there, were, there, were clear, there was a clear change in tactic. After that, they just took every run uh, that was available. So there were you know situations where they had Shami on strike at the start of the over. And again, with this six-three leg side field. Anyway, you, I mean, they might argue that it worked in the end. Shami made sixteen from thirty-one balls. He hit three boundaries. He was there for for nearly an hour. England persisted with it, and then when Bomra came in, the, the same thing happened. The, the, you know, the new ball had been, was taken by then. You know, when when Bummer came in, I mean, one thing I would say about it was it made it made for great theatre, and it you know it was, it was it it didn't seem like the the, the, the most uh, sensible bowling plan, but what it was was dramatic. I mean, an incredible over. I mean, how... How can Jasper Bumrah score more runs off and over in Tesco than any other batter in the history of the game? I mean, it's, it's a stunning statistic, isn't it? That I mean, Brian Lara, yeah, it was, is. Brian Lara yeah. and George Bailey were the two who'd done most before. They hit 28 off and over. Bumrah, 29 off the over. And then there were wides and there was a no ball as well. And actually, I thought there should have been an extra no ball. Because Broadboult had quite a very full ball, a full toss, out, just outside the off stump, that looked clearly above waist height. And it was smashed for four by Bumrah. To me, it looked like a you know a, a, a beamer, but it wasn't called. So there should have, probably should have been an, an extra ball in the over as well. So it was an eight ball over uh, that went for thirty five in all. I mean, there were top edges there there was one where he hoiked it into the leg side and he ended up on his backside. I mean it's amazing stuff really if you haven't seen it you, you yeah. should catch up with it BBC highlights uh, on the iPlayer Sky Sports whatever um, it, it was just absolutely in- incredible I, mean, it was, I you could barely believe uh, what you're witnessing and this was a guy you know, who, you know who was averaging two uh, you know not so long ago in his, his test match well, last career. year when he came yeah. into bat against England
0: last year he was averaging two and he didn't have a shot in the book at all He, he I barely picked the bat up. He just sort of played French cricket. So it, it is remarkable. I, I mean, d- don't ignore the fact, perhaps, that the, the current Indian coach is Raul Dravid. And Raul Dravid is very astute at sort of bowling trends and what you know teams are seeking to do and how they might approach the lower, lower order. And I know he will have been working hard with the lower order to make sure they can handle all that's thrown at them, uh, to because he understands the value of lower order runs from a both from a sort of quantitative point of view and also qualitative in the sense that you know it gives you momentum in the game and gives your bowlers a lift before they come out to bowl. By the way, I, I mentioned you know before that I had been caught up occasionally in those spells where bowlers can't get the tail enders out and sort of slightly lose their rag i mean my tactic was generally to only use a bouncer sparingly rather than telegraphing it almost every ball and my general ploy with sort of lower order players actually was uh, a bouncer followed by a slower ball because they're thinking, when they get the bouncer, they're thinking, well, he's trying to soften me up and then he's going to go for the fast Yorker straight. So I'm going to be ready for that fast Yorker and I'm going to drill it back down the ground, smack him over the top or something, if it's not quite a Yorker. So my thinking was, right, I go bouncer first, just to sort of rough them up a bit, and then bowl them the nice teasing slower ball full that they think is a juicy half volley aiming at the stumps, and they hit it straight up in the air. And it did actually work. Quite a few times. at uh, the odd one, the slow ball went for six. But uh, the, mostly, you, you've got to just just outthink them a little bit, a bit, rather than be too prescriptive and and stick to some balls that are going to take a, that are they're going to have a few dismissal options. If you're going with the short ball, the only way you can get the bloke out is caught, really. Whereas uh, if you're aiming at you know middle and off or off stump, you've got bold lbw, and caught. You've got to kind of go with all the dismissal options, in my view.
1: Yeah, well, you made the point that, you know, the momentum changes, and it did as well. They they got rid of um, Jadeja, and, you know, it's nine down for 375. Well, bowl now, 375, not too bad. OK, India recovered superbly yesterday. Uh, But then those extra 41 runs and and the way they came as well, it, it just lifts a... A fielding side when they go out to bowl and it lift, lifted Bumrah as well. I mean they were slapping him on the back as he made his way up the steps. You know they were laughing in, in the Indian dressing room. It must have been a trem- you know, tremendous atmosphere in that dressing room uh, when, when Bumrah came back, not out 31 from 16 uh, balls, four fours and two sixes, so 416 all out. And of course, what we haven't even mentioned, Ravichandran yet, uh, making his first. Test hundred uh, outside of of India. He is goodness me. He's such a good cricketer, Ravi Jadeja. You know, wickets at at uh, twenty four, two uh, hundred and forty odd Test wickets, and and runs at, at thirty six. I mean, that's a pretty good combination, and he can field as well. I mean, he's a he's a gun oh, fielder. Not I mean, off. What what what's not to like about uh, Ravindra Jadeja?
0: Best celebration of a fifty and a hundred <laughs> in the game as well. isn't Yeah, like whirling yeah. bat. Yeah. I don't know, a fantastic cricketer. There's, there's not much to add. Uh, mm. You know, he's just a really brilliant all-round player who, who's batting. I think he's ever since. I think Ravi Shastri actually encouraged him to take his batting more seriously when he was coach. Um, he's had a great track record in first-class cricket with three triple centuries, but he never ever really took that into the Test game. But I think over the last couple of years, he's applied his batting much more. Sort of forensically applied applied some some practice methods to it and and taking it a lot more seriously and he's a proper player he's a top plot player I think thirty six is probably he should he should improve that average mm. it, it, should, it could creep up to close to forty really there's hardly a weakness there it's fantastic
1: well he plays he's played splendidly and India four hundred sixteen all out so those runs in the bank. <laughs> And then came uh, England's uh, batting effort. And it it actually just felt that England were under pressure. You know, the, the, the way the morning had gone. And, of course, there's some rain around as well. So it was a stop-start uh, situation. But, you know, the, the, the top order again, uh, up against Bumrah, uh, Lees Castled. And then Zach Crawley. Uh, we've seen it mm. so many times already. In his Test match career, and uh, Andy Zaltzman, our, our scorer, came up with some t- remarkable stats about uh, his run since his 267. I think it's 33 innings, and he's averaging 18. And in I uh, 20 of those innings, he's failed to reach double figures. Uh, I mean, but but he got massive backing from Ben Stokes before this Test match. I mean, I just don't know what they're going to do. I mean, can you keep on backing him, picking him? Uh, because he's also one of those players that you feel that if he does get a score, there might be three or four or five low scores just round the corner as well because of the way he plays. And that, that seems, you know, you can't almost predict the future. Do, do, do you know what I mean? That there's a sort of vulnerability I'll tell
0: you what I think. I, I think I know what he should do, actually. And, and this isn't a silly suggestion. I think he should go and talk to Kumar Sangakara. Because the thing about Sangar is he, he really understands about how to play the moving ball probably better than anyone I've ever spoken to and it, it, one of the things that has, uh, has been really noticeable in the way that both he and Ollie Pope have got out caught in the slips is that they try and hit the ball down the ground with a straight bat when it's moving and that is fatal because the ball is moving away from that plane of the bat. So you've got to kind of go with the movement. And actually, uh, Crawley on the leg side was doing that today. He was When the ball was angled in towards middle and leg, he was working it with the, with the movement and playing some quite nice shots. But outside off stump, he still goes with this big, rather heavy-footed, straight drive or extra cover drive, when he would be better off doing what Joe Root does and sort of squirting it squarer and... I think that's one of his problems and maybe, obviously he's picking the wrong ball to drive as well and he should just sort of bide his time more. But I think that actually the way he drives the ball, with the ball moving around, isn't going to help particularly... I mean, all everything was in India's favour, wasn't it? They got the runs on the board, then they had a new ball with clouds and the lights on, then the rain came and they went off, and then the opening bowlers could come back refreshed and bowl again. They, but, my God, they're good bowlers, aren't they? And yeah. they, they made, even Trent Bolt, who bowled superbly in that series, it made even he look less good, let's say, with Shammy, just waspish movement and good pace and consistently at you. And he's learned to bowl a little inswinger as well as his outswinger. He doesn't bowl wobble seam or anything, but he just switches the shine round and angles the, the odd one in as well as the, the outswing. And, and Bumrah is so difficult because mm. he, he comes from nowhere. He's like a bowling machine, you know, with no kind of preparation. He's just a, a stumble to the crease and then suddenly this ball appears. And where he's so good. And actually, this is where I think also Matthew Potts has got certain assets like this. Is he His his arm looks as if it's angling the ball in, like Courtney Walsh I was talking about the other day as well. It looks like it's angling it in, but he manages to get the seam to stand upright and make the ball shape away. So you do get drawn into playing at balls, which maybe you could leave because of his angle. Uh but still, that's not excusing either Crawley or Ollie Pope, who played rash drives early on to a guy they should know makes the ball leave the bat.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose what's frustrating, I think perhaps you know, Ollie Pope was, in a way, the, the more frustrating dismissal, because I think you sort of have a sense that if you, if you can get to 30, 35 overs, the ball does go softer and it does get a bit easier to bat. And, you know, it is tough. Yeah, definitely it is tough. And so you have to i don't can you play in that ultra aggressive way in in the first you know twenty twenty five os i mean Joe root today a really skittish innings from him as well i mean he, he was came out after one of the breaks, but a massive drive to a, to a ball that, you know, in the past, I'm sure you would have left. And he he was quite fortunate to get to 31 before you know, another sort of quite extravagant shot against uh, Siraj. The ball seemed to follow him a bit, but the, the position he got into looked unusual for Joe Root and he, he gloved it through uh, to Pant. So, yeah, this sort of, ultra-aggressive way that England are, are trying to play in. I, I, you, I just wonder, and I, I think you, we all felt this, You know, can you play this way against a, a, an attack that's just a, a level up from New Zealand? I think you know New Zealand have got, you know, Bolt was an excellent Bolt, and actually that Spelly he bolt heading it was beautiful that, in the first innings, getting the ball to swing in, uh, but he didn't quite have that support uh, from the others, whereas here, this Indian attack, you just feel that, there's a, a, there's that real quality. Again, the conditions were good, but there's that sort of, they they got more bases covered really you know you got five class bowlers in that uh, Indian attack five really solid you know good good test match cricketers and you know, can England play that that same way well they're 84 for 5 again you know they're five down uh, it's it's a bit yeah. like well you know they've got out of this situation a few times uh, this summer you know get out of this against you know i think an indian side that are a level up from uh, new zealand's uh, bowling attack
0: definitely uh, new zealand by the way would have been better if Kyle James had been fit yeah then they would have had a pretty
1: potent yes, attack. they were hampered never, you're right yeah they were he was, they he was there. never yeah. really
0: fit in, in, in that series yeah. but I think the the, the the message from how to play this attack is is from Johnny Bairstow, who I thought today was immaculate he play, he defended the ball brilliantly and I, I, I really mean it he was in fantastic positions to defend some very difficult deliveries. I don't think he played and missed. He pulled the odd one out to the boundary, but he didn't look to be uh, ultra aggressive. He looked to be very respectful, actually, but but in a positive way. I thought his he looked absolutely secure and seemed to have time to play. Uh, I, and, and I think he will bide his time. Uh, obviously, he needs someone to stay with him. So he so and he I adjusted. Guess that's
1: going to be Ben Stokes. Yeah, so he adjusted then, yours, didn't he, Johnny Bell? I, I think he
0: did. Yeah. I really think he did. He he played a, a very re- sort of responsible um, and careful, but not negative or tentative innings.
1: Mm. Yeah, twelve or forty-seven
0: that, balls. Yeah, you know, he showed that they could be defended. You don't you don't have to just think. Well, there's a there's a ball with my number on it. I'm going to just play shots until it, until it, my luck runs out. He recognised that you could stay in. And if you applied yourself, left the ball well, defended strongly and picked up the old single here and there, including one off the penultimate ball, which meant Stokes had to face the last the last ball of the day. Uh, but no, that, I thought he, his, it, they should take a lesson from him and bat like that because yeah. he was he was excellent.
1: Um, were you ever a night watchman? Yeah. But was yeah. I ever a night watchman? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I thought you were. Yeah, well, don't oh. tell me all your stories about being a night watchman. But uh, so at what time... No, they're nightmares. They're not stories. <laughs> okay. At what time did you go in normally? With how long left?
0: 20 minutes, 15 right. minutes. Yeah, because interesting, the, wasn't the, it?
1: Probably at the most. Yeah, interesting today. I, there was a, I think there were about 22, 23 minutes left when Jack Leach came in. It felt like quite a long time to survive against you know, this top-class Indian attack. I suppose you could argue that it worked. In a, in a way, because although Jack Leach got out shortly before the close, it meant that Ben Stokes only had to come in and face, well, he ended up facing four balls. So he, in a way, did protect him. And, it, uh, you know, if Ben Stokes had been out in those last uh, mm-hmm. 20, 23 minutes uh, tonight, then England would have been in, in a real mess, wouldn't they? I mean, as it is, they're still just about clinging on this test match uh, with Bairstow and Stokes together and, and, and Sam Billings uh, to come. But, uh, you know, a bit surprised to see Jack Leach uh, strolling out there. But at least Stokes is is back for for more tomorrow. It it does feel as if it's it's Besto or and Stokes or bust a little bit uh, for England in this Test match. They're still a heck of a long way behind, 332 runs with five wickets remaining. But you know, as you said, they they they've got out of it uh, quite a few times this summer. I wonder whether they will against this Indian side.
0: Well, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow, weather permitting, to get a full day's play in, and we'll see how England get on. And we'll be back with you. This time tomorrow to review the day's play. Thanks for listening.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.